Our buddy John's here. Mike's here. JohnSyndicate.com. We invite you to go to SportsInsiderRadio.com. Numbers 800-209-1679. There's a lot on the docket. College basketball's about to start. As if we're not going crazy enough with football, basketball, and hockey, now we get college hoops that jumps into the fray. And we're excited to get the fun started with you right here on Sports Insider Radio. Good to see our buddy John. He's in studio. He's here. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm all coffeeed up, and I'm ready to roll for this hour of power. How many a day coffees can you do? I mean, I drink espresso right before I go to sleep. I just live on coffee. My wife does that. Yeah. Some people she, can do she it, can some can't. She can drink coffee and then actually Think of it like it. alcohol. Some people have a wooden leg and they can drink whatever. I drink one drink, I'm drunk, but I can drink coffee I, all day. It's funny. Mike is actually, I've over-caffeinated Mike in the office. Uh, I'll just well, hand him coffees while he's working and I, he starts shaking. I, honestly, I used to drink it all day and then it got to the point where like after, the, after two and a half, now it's like timeout. That's enough of that. I don't know. How are you, Mike, on the coffee front? Well, I mean, I start out, I used to drink about one to two espressos a day. Now I'm up to like seven. Espresso, though, that's a, technically an espresso's what? That's a like shot a, that's of a coffee. That's a double coffee, right? Well, no, it's like the little shot of coffee. You know, he has his pinky out when he drinks I, well, it. Well, I'm saying, yeah, you, the cigar bar, <laughs> the, the pinky out with the coffee. So you're not, are you a wine guy? I am not. You know, by the I'm way, somebody just guy. sent me a YouTube video while I'm sitting here talking to you. Beard tips. I said, I don't need any no, beard tips. I think I'm good. You're doing all right. Great. Although, I got to ask Mike, I, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm six feet from him. <laughs> and are, are, do we got, what do we got happening there? Is that, is, no, is that remnants of the Halloween thing? That is you remnants got, of little, the Halloween thing. Got, it's a they, little they, they, they lighter on the bottom. They, they lied and they said it would wash right out. They okay. didn't say I'm, I'm it would take three months to wash it out. Well, no, and the only reason I bring it up is, just, I mean, that it's not gray. Right, but right it's, it's you got It's like a brownish. Somebody actually complimented me. He said, that's a nice color. I said, yeah, that's the, that's <laughs> the remnant of the pumpkin Halloween costume. See, my problem, you know, with, uh, having had bright red hair oh, my whole life i can't color my hair i think i gotta go to a paint store to, to me you know, i can't color my hair i mean it, although i'm looking at what you just did with the beard maybe there is something there to be done there's something to be done but it, one thing we're not going to do is we're not going to shave it i'm trying to get mike to uh, actually grow his beard again but anyway all right flash are we are we are we let flash flash flash, go? flash. If those I, are... I gotta be honest brian you know I, I let you down i did not dress up like the flash today that's all right man you, you got in the spirit of halloween with us last week so listen johnsyndicate.com sportsinsiderradio.com tons of action uh, we got the weeknight college football games we had a couple of mac games uh last night we get a couple more tonight um, NBA's in full flight. We got uh, action on the ice. There's in the, and when college basketball kicks in, and I know when you come here and you're in the book, Saturdays are just insane when, when college basketball is thrown into the equation before we get to bowl season. You get that, what, three, four-week crossover of all the Saturday football and basketball. It's insane. Correct, exactly. And, you know, look, the bottom line is I'm already looking at the lines right now. I got the latest schedules. There's only about 100 extra games to look at this oh. weekend uh, between between all the sports combined. And, you know, like I say, more opportunities doesn't necessarily mean yeah. more wagers. It just means more opportunities to look for an edge. And, you know, the problem that I have is clients don't care. They do care what shape the ball is instead of saying, you know, I just want to make money. They just a lot of them. You have to convince them by showing them with actual results. I like this mic, by the way. It's very uh, professional. It's big. It, it's it, those are, you know what? The, these are these omnidirectional mics. Yeah, when I get too close, I so, can hear myself. Oh no, no, yeah, those are 
you know, Mike can hear you in Baltimore without being on the air with that microphone. That, exactly. thing, that thing's powerful. Exactly. What's so, new back there, bud? What's uh, By the way, I watched, I will say this, I watched uh, the uh, Buffalo Bowling Green la- uh, game last night. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you see, they get these moments where you go, oh, yeah, okay, here we go. And I'm watching the kid, the one kid ran in for a touchdown, and they're, they're showing him running back to the sideline, and it dawned on me. Every every step he took, you're seeing the steam coming out of his mouth. So the weather's a change in back east. Well, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so today it's about a nice warm 40 degrees. It's very, very uh, nice to just play outside. No, it's cold. I got the winter clothes out. I'm ready to, to bundle up. But, look, you know, the bottom line is now the weather conditions on all the games are just that much more important because a lot of these teams in the NFL are going to be running – they're not going to be passing as much because they want to grind out the end of the game. So the totals have to be adjusted, and the line makers always adjust when it goes into December and we go into the playoffs that those totals are going to be skewed than they were early in the season. No, and sometimes there's an overreaction to it. There's the knowing what weather conditions are problematic. Oh, it's going to snow. Well, well snow doesn't necessarily mean it's a problem. It means defenders are slipping. Uh, you know, wind is is usually the thing that has the biggest impact, uh, especially on on football games. And, and we'll get we'll get, we'll dive into all this stuff. But just one quick thing, and I'm just curious, you guys, uh, Baltimore based, uh, man, you talk about change of seasons. There's no, there really is no middle ground. As long as we've been doing, you're wearing a you, sweater. I'm wearing a t-shirt. Oh, I, know, I know, but I mean, you guys really, I mean, you've had some really really rugged weather there specifically the last couple of years but you get the brutally hot humid summers but it gets pretty snarky there in the winter doesn't it i mean it does and this year they're calling for a lot of snow last year we actually got off the hook it was very mild winter after the year before when we got two blizzards back to back so this year they're calling for a lot of snow i'm ready for it it doesn't make a difference to he's, me he's siberian yeah. man he don't care he's from russia <laughs> He sent me a YouTube video. They take, uh, what is it, grade school kids, and they throw them out in the snow in underwear right. Right. Uh, to acclimate <laughs> them to the weather in Siberia. Well, then why Recess. Don't, why, don't you, why don't you have them do, do uh, you got water near there, in Chesapeake Bay. Do they do a polar bear thing? Yeah, uh, January 28th is the polar bear plunge. Mike, I will be attending. Attending or participating? Participating. Really? Yeah. You're going to do it? Yeah. Have you ever done you that? You were supposed to do I it. I was supposed, supposed to do it last, to do it last year, year, but I think but, uh, I got it. Why would you do that? Well, you're making Mike do it? That's his heritage. He, yeah, I, We should, now that you mentioned it. I think, uh, I, uh, I think it's an entry, Mike. A polar bear syndicate sports insider. How would, I, how would I? I just made that up. You're really going to do that? Yes, you can Google polar bear. Oh, no, I Maryland. believe it's it. It's huge. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, then, well, there's you're, the, then there's this, the serious plungers. They plunge every hour on the hour for 24 hours. I will not That's, be doing that. Nonsense. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get it going. Again, sportsinsiderradio.com, 1-800-209-1679. What do you want to dive into? We got well, you know, let's lot. talk. It's all about the numbers. Key numbers. People talk about threes and sevens. We had Akron, the Zips, plus 10.5 yesterday, and as you saw the game landed on 10. So, you know, wise guys were on both sides of that game. That game opened up, at, you know, that game opened up like at three and a half and went all the way up to 10 and a half in some spots. So you know there was two-sided action on both games when I'm talking too loud into the mic. No, your, uh, your head's um, not aiming at it. Uh, you know, there was two-sided action on both games. And this is the thing that we always talk about. Not We've done it on our 24-minute segment. It's not the game you play. It's the number you're playing at. And it's all about knowing. Just like Kenny White, he stands on a number. And you stand on a number. And, you know, you have to be 
intelligent enough to be what I call a betting mercenary, which is if the game crosses a number and you're listening to this radio show and you're not just looking for the hot pick or the game of the month or like the announcers on before the game's talking about who they like in the game, you can actually bet both sides of the game crossing sides. You know, you like a game at three and it's two and a half and you say, if that thing goes to three and a half, I'm going to come grab a, oops, sorry, grab a piece back and grab the other side. Most people are one dimensional when it comes to their betting. I call it pom-pom betting. They want to put their pom-poms on, they want to root for a side, and they're not treating it like a business. And then when it lands on 10, depending upon whether they had 9.5 or 10 or 11 yesterday, they go, oh, that guy either won or he lost or he pushed because he wasn't trading it. All right, I got lucky last night. Okay. All right. Um, And believe me, I've been unlucky. I mean, I had had, Washington and the under on that Monday night game that flipped the Casey and the over on the yeah, nonsensical lateral. Oh, so, yeah, so you know, you're unlucky. Sometimes being lucky is a good thing, too. I laid the eight with Buffalo last night. And I know you don't like seven and a halves and eights. And, and well, anyway, they're up 10, and they had a possession to really put it away, and they didn't. Well, Bowling Green on fourth down, Buffalo's going to stop them, and the kid, the kid missed the tackle. Sure enough, Bowling Green comes down. They're going to kick the field goal and cover because they needed two scores. And on the third down play, and it literally, it literally was, they have to get a turnover on this play because Bowling, it was third down. Bowling Green will kick the field goal. It'll fall seven, and Buffalo's just going to run the clock out. And the quarterback fumbled the snap, and Buffalo got it. So, But it, to your point, you, you, there, you, you don't want to make a habit of doing that, and it was fortunate. Um, but you've, you've said you've stood tall with it. If, if that hook's on there... That no, you're steering clear. Well, or I'm taking the dog. Like I said, I'm a mercenary. So in the sports handicapping business, which, look, I've been in the in advisory business for only 31 years, um, people take a stand on sides and they take a stand on teams instead of taking a stand on the line. They don't say, I like this game up to seven and a half. I'll flip and go the other way. And then they don't understand that professional bettors that have been featured on 60 Minutes like Kenny and those guys, these guys literally bet both sides of the same game. And when, you know, yesterday's segment's a little shorter, but here we have an hour of power. Let's talk about basketball, for instance. Yesterday I had the Sacramento Kings and the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, I took plus 12 and a half, um, or 12 down to 11, covered the spread. Um, but the Sacramento Kings, Brian, I had the game. Plus, I had the money line because our algorithm said there was a good opportunity for them to win at home. Now, this is the great equalizer. If you if you you got to listen to this, Brian. Right now, favorites winning straight up in the NBA since the beginning of the season are ninety nine and fifty nine straight up. 99 and 59. So they got a 40 game advantage if you're just taking the money line favorite, which obviously you can't make any money that you because do, yeah. you'll get crushed. Now, here's the difference. When you look at dogs, home dogs in the NBA against the spread are 26 and 26 and 1. Mm-hmm. So this is what I go back to whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's college whether it's pro, the line is the great equalizer. Where you have to pick your spots is a lot of people money try to make that money line score. You know, I don't like if I'm going to take a money line play up yesterday was a prime example. Brooklyn Nets are on the road and Sacramento Kings are at home. You have a better chance for the home team huge super dog to win outright at home with the home team crowd behind them than you do with the upset of the team being sure it can happen but i'm saying statistically the odds are in your favor king's money line at home the irony of this was because the brooklyn nets were plus 12 
most places after 11 don't offer the money line. They pull it off the board. So the irony was they gave me the money line on the plus 11 on the Kings, which won. And even if I wanted to take the money line on the Kings, the books are scared of it. They don't give you the number. Right, and then like, well, and then there are the situational plays, and what, in the number, uh, as you try to break these things down, I did have the over in the Knicks Charlotte game last night, okay. and it, that it fortunately uh, flew over the total. Orlando is struggling right now. The Knicks have won three in a row. Mike, they're playing tonight, and Orlando's a five and a half, and it's going up in some places, a six point favorite against the Knicks. Orlando's trending one way, Knicks are trending the other, but the money's coming Orlando's way simply because it's one of those situational things where New York played last night, had a fly and play this game tonight, and then you try to sit there and put a, you know, a value on you know how many points is that worth that a team's playing back to back nights and has to play less than twenty four hours later after flying. Well, that and I think the you know the NBA tried to do a better job with the schedule this year. That's why they started it so early. I mean, normally never starts you know, the 23rd of October. So they try to really extend the season so they wouldn't have the coaches like last year so many times. Literally, the whole first five, you know, the starting five was being set. And it didn't come out till right before game time. The linemakers were going crazy because they didn't have time to adjust it. If you got it in early in the day, you're getting away with it. And they did that with, you know, Popovich with the Spurs does that, you know, multiple times a year. So this year they're trying to avoid that. But again, that schedule where players play the night before and they're coming off a longer game they played a lot more minutes than usual that plays a huge factor going into the following night but you know Orlando is nothing to take home about I mean with their two and three against the spread at home this season they have equal records six and four and six and four with New York but New York is hot right now you got to play I'm not saying we're going to take this game but you have to play the hot team that's playing well. They're cohesive. Everybody counted them out going into the season when they lost Carmelo. But it seems like without him, they're better because they don't have that person that's a ball hawk for the last five, six years that wasn't really a team player, and he just didn't fit that mold. So, again, this is the type of game you want to just sit back, wait till halftime, and possibly have a halftime opportunity where you have a better chance chance of hitting it than just playing the game with no information before the game starts. All right, and I was going to specifically, I'm glad you said that, because that was going to be my next question, was about a times. but before I, I get to that, uh, the other thing I would say, a suggested opener for the, this game, where we're talking about the Knicks in Orlando tonight, 213 and a half, well, uh, we're seeing the same uh, in the 218 and a half, 219 range, and trending up, and I do believe uh, that would bear close watching for teams in this specific situation. If games generally, uh, at least in terms of the market, will trend to the over, and I, I guess the thought process would be teams that wear down or are uh, a little fatigued in a game, it would show up on the defensive side of the court. So uh, now that's this game, but I would then watch and and start monitoring teams playing on back to back nights. Uh, if you're starting to see that those totals skew towards the over. Maybe I I think it would be based on that premise. You had mentioned halftimes, Mike, and and John, that was exactly my next question to you was going to be. We know uh, in college football and football uh, how much trading you'll do. I mean, the in-game option is there, but specifically uh, the halftime wagers. How about NBA uh, when college hoops? uh, College hoops, I think, are really, really good opportunities there. Uh, But but how much halftime trading are you doing in these NBA games? A lot, you know, and especially on the West Coast games, you know, you know, 
it's very hard for people on the East Coast, but on the what you know, you get a lot of value. Like I said, I know you you love that word value, but you know, there's math models basically, and when you have certain situations where, for instance, Golden State's a perfect example. Um, they have not been really. You've been. You could be making a fortune taking them, going fading them in the first half and taking them in the second half. They're like a horse. They basically, you know, the jockey is holding them back, and then when they come around the stretch, then they just fire past everybody. Well, two twenty nine up to two thirty one. Right. But I'm talking about yeah, the I, actual spread. Like when sure. they're laying, even though the other night they covered both sides, um, but. Even then, it was lucky that they covered the first half. Miami was, it was, I think, a tied game after one. But basically, if you're a team like Golden State, you know that you're more than likely going to win the game. So you're not going to expend all this energy in the first half. So just like that system that I have, if a team is minus 12 in in football and you can get plus 7 in the, sec, in the first half, you take them certain angles with the first half, not as much as the second half have been really making money because these dogs um, – they they come out strong and then they fail in the second half. Now I don't think there'll be a lot of opportunities, knowing how good Golden State is. But Mike, I mean, these are are things, and and you get to sample size, uh, and this is a very small sample size. But certainly, you, you want to try to get ahead of a trend. And I would say this to make note of this, uh, and it's understandable with the talent they've got that when Golden State loses. Uh, they're in ill humor. We always remember a lot of teams have an adverse reaction, like Penn State, unbeaten, lose that heartbreaker to Ohio State, have the adverse reaction, and let the game get away against Michigan State the following week. Bob Stoops was notorious when Oklahoma would lose, they'd come back and throttle teams. And and that went, it's like Andy Reid coming off a bye. These are things people know. Well, I would say this to you, Golden State, uh, when you look, they lost their opener to Houston. Then they won the next night, 128-20, but it was on the road in New Orleans' home opener. But then when they lost, and I remember because I had this game, they lost to Detroit uh, at home. And I, I, something just said to me, oh, they are they are not going to be happy about that. Well, uh, they went to the Clippers on the road and won 141-113. So this is a team. That in, in the other game they lost at Memphis, the next night they beat Dallas by 30. So I would just say, uh, you know, to something to mark down as a note because it's only going to, you don't know when it's going to happen. But when Golden State loses a game, you really want to look long and hard at them the next night because it's clear they don't want to have a losing streak. And I think they take it personally when they lose and they step on the next team's neck. Well, that, and, and just to add to John's point, Golden State is 5-6 and six against the spread this year, so obviously they're below 500. But I wouldn't look too much into the trends early on in the season because we really don't know how good these teams are. You know, the preseason in the NBA is not really going to give you a telltale because they're really giving a lot of the, the you know, the 8th, ninth, 10th guys I, in the rotation I agree, an opportunity. I agree with you, but we know Golden State's good. I mean, they're, well, they're, they're good, they're, but they're, no, they they're, cover no, the spread good. Well, that's well the but that's what I'm saying. That, that that's a team that I think will cover the spread in the game after a loss because uh, they've clearly shown. Uh, you know, this is a team we you can count on them being good, but you can count on them being mad when they lose a game. I mean, I, I agree with you uh, if we're talking about Orlando or uh, the Heat or the Kings or the Bulls, but I mean, we know Golden State's good. Now, I, I'm saying specific to that team. I would consider that a trend to pay attention to. The other teams, I'm well, on board with. You. Uh, well, last year, um, and John could attest to this, we played against Golden State in the second half of the year many times because 
two years ago, they're not the same team from two years ago. And I'm not saying they don't have the same talent. They just don't need to hit that benchmark of 70 wins. They don't care about that anymore. They just want to get to the playoffs healthy. They really don't need to blow teams out. They're sitting players in the fourth quarter. As long as they're winning the game, they're not worried about covering these double-digit spreads every night. So they're a different team in terms of philosophy of just getting to the playoffs healthy. With Durant getting hurt last year, all they care about is just getting to the playoffs because they know once they're in the race, they have the best shot to win it. So, like we always talk about, the spread is the great equalizer. Well, especially when it's 10-plus points a game, you know, going back to what you said about Detroit when they beat them early in the season, we didn't know how good Detroit was going to be. Detroit is 7-2 and two against the spread this yeah. year. They're a very good team. And what happens so, is, is is you have the uh, the public is not really aware of what Mike just said, but the wise guys are. So, for instance, here in Vegas, look at the difference. You, Golden State opens at 11.5. It's now down to 10.5. But what will happen is, because I'm in tune with both time zones, around 2 o'clock Las Vegas time, which is when people start getting off work, on the East Coast, don't be surprised when you see them, because that's what you'll see here. You'll see moves on the 4 o'clock games here around 2 to 2.30 because it's all East Coast money, 5, 5.30, and they're not even going to – who's looking at a game right now? What time is it right now, Mike? One thirty. Who's looking at a game at one thirty in the afternoon for This other than a guy that just woke up and walked to the book at, at 9 this morning when the book opened up? So what happens is these guys get off work, and then they're like, oh, i got to bet the NBA tonight. And then they don't look that they could have, oh, look, it's 10 and a half, and then they start pushing. Then that's what you'll see is little, on a graph, you'll see the line go down in the morning. And then you'll see the public push the line back up late. So, for instance, for me, if I woke up late or I didn't get my coffee early enough and I couldn't be at the book to bet plus 11 and a half if I was going to take Minnesota tonight, I'm going to wait till after 2.30 Vegas time, go back to the book, and I'll probably get that 11 and a half. Oh, and I, you know, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the the value of playing in the NBA, it's not like the NFL where – you know the line is out for seven days, and it's you're, it's going to be very sharp the day of. A lot of times, you can find value by fading the steam that's going the other right. way. So, which so, we've so here's the thing: Why would you guys have been talking, Brian? You know, here's an interesting fade: the top five teams in college football rankings. So you have Georgia that's nine to zero. Um, you have Alabama that's nine to zero. What's the distinction of the last two games that they played? Well, we know they won. Neither one covered. Um, so you just—it's like you know, as you like to say, buzzsaw. It's well, like, the, but what, it, what's your favorite word? They, buzzsaw, whipsaw. You know, you you walk in, you're walking into this, and you're going, Georgia's nine and zero, Alabama's nine and zero. Well, they're they're looking ahead to bigger games, right? It's hard to sustain. And then you have these public clients that like walking in the book. They're laying well, twenty four in Alabama. They don't even, and they only score twenty four. We'll get to the NFL and college football in a minute, but I think the other thing that we'll talk about as well uh, that bears very close watching. Uh, Mike, I'll throw this at you at the, at the beginning of the college basketball season. You'll have preseason tournaments. You'll have injuries and suspensions uh, that kind of fall through the cracks that you got to know. You th- Okay, I, I've done all this work. I read about this team. Then you get there, and their second leading scorer is suspended for the first I mean, years. I'm excited. Friday, this Friday, Towson's at Old Dominion. I know. <laughs> That's a regional game, though, right? I mean, that, that's kind of a regional game. Exactly. Uh, you, you know me, Canisius Buffalo Saturday. Oh, there I you mean, go. I mean, th- those campuses. How many people do you think cam- know these matchups right well, now those, in Vegas? Those campuses are, well, I don't know how many people know that the campuses are two and a half miles apart. Right. And the building's 50-50. Right. You know, right, they right. Know that's a road game. 
Right. Well, it's not. Right, exactly. I mean, even the road game is a neutral court game. And the other thing I was going to say is that we're going to have preseason tournaments. Well, next Tuesday, how about this? You get Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky, Kansas, and they're playing in Chicago. Uh, you get uh, four of the top five teams in the country are going to be playing next Tuesday night. Neutral court, but wait a minute, who's going to travel? We know when we get holiday tournaments here, a lot. some teams bring an army in here, and the other people bring maybe 150, 200 people to you watch have a play. A, at the, or, on at the, the Orleans. Day, the day before Thanksgiving and on the 23rd, the you have a tournament tur- at the Orleans. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, like, Wichita State came here to one year. And literally, they took over the Orleans. You know, I mean, so it was a home game for them. So you got to find out who travels, and, and we get these opportunities with preseason tournaments, Mike, holiday tournaments. So at the beginning of a season, uh, information and, and maybe that kind of working knowledge as well is critical to have some early success. Well, and just to, and I'll answer that point in a second, but I'm just a little upset. My, my favorite tournament of the year, the Puerto Rico tip-off, mm-hmm. is relocated this year. Not yeah, Puerto Rico. those poor people. Yeah, I mean, I'm man alive. Now, I'm sure John tells you he's been there every single summer for the last 15 years. We were going to go down there. We were going to be at the tournament. Now, you know, it's relocated to South Carolina. Was, was Consolation Prize. Yeah, me and Mike went to, to meet to a, San Juan. Well, me and Mike went and, uh, right, uh, two weeks before the hurricane to San Juan to meet a client who who's from South America. So we met in the middle. I didn't feel like doing the whole passport thing. I said, meet me in San Juan. So I took Mike down for the first time, and he loved it. It was beautiful. Went surfing. Went he San went Juan. horseback riding. Yeah. This guy did it. He did everything. He yeah. was like a uh, it was like a honeymoon without the woman. And uh, and uh, then we went <laughs> ho- then we went home. Never heard of that one. Well, that's it's it's actually I think better. Um, but anyway, we went home. <laughs> we went home, and then they just like demolished the place that hurricane. Oh. So five. sad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, look, you get the, what, the Great Alaska Shootout. I don't the- know if it's a choice between the Caribbean and watch, going and watching at Puerto Rico basketball or going to Alaska in November. I think I'm probably oh, going to want to go to Port- San Juan. Yeah, I think right. so. Exactly. I mean, it's gorgeous. All right, I'll tell you what. Uh, it is Sports Insider Radio. We love doing this with the boys uh, each and every Wednesday. It's an added treat when our buddy John is actually here. We're going to step aside for just a bit we're going to come back and get into the nfl schedule with you invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com number is 800-209-1679 800-209-1679 we'll be right back on sports insider radio keep it right here Former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 
Ticket.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. All right, we're back with you. SportsInsiderRadio.com. Coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing. John and Mike. JohnSyndicate.com. I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to turn our attention to week how terrifying is this? Week 10 of the NFL season. Well, and I want to make a point. You know, I like to play games early and beat the numbers, whether it's college football or NFL. So, interesting enough, you can get these games. Obviously, the lines are put out after Sunday night football. You have basically Monday you can start betting the football. But while I'm talking, I logged into one of the uh, local apps here. Um, um and I checked three different local apps here on my phone, and nobody has college basketball for this Friday up. They're so petrified of getting beat on an early number in hoops that they're going to wait basically till the day of the game. So I'm well, already betting Saturday's football and right. Sunday's NFL right now on Wednesday. And then you have college basketball, which starts only in 48 hours on Friday. And there's, like, no lines. Well, no, like Jay Cornick, no, like I, uh, Tony I, Neville. I went and met him. I don't know if he told yeah, you. I went and met him yeah. personally and opened up a phone account uh, yesterday. And then I log in just now. And, you know, no, no, I love his app, but I'm just saying there's no lines. Well, and I will tell you, you know, and I, what I alluded to earlier is a real deal. There are, they're literally clamoring for information for kids that are either suspended for whatever reason, academics, uh, ankle injuries, things of that nature. I mean, listen, we just had this story come out yesterday. Uh, how about UCLA? We're not just talking about this game. We're talking about the season where three of their players over in China, uh, those kids arrested for, I mean, it, it, I think it's more in shoplifting. Was it a jewelry store? I mean, that, that's a serious thing, you know, Mike. Where you, you're now, you're not just talking about a, you know a game or two. You're wondering about the fortunes of a team for the entire season. Well, that, and I mean, besides, you know, and just to talk about that in general, this Zeke situation with Dallas. I mean, every week 
You have no idea if he's playing. He's got a court of appeals. He's got another ruling. They keep rolling him out. They keep rolling him in. Nobody knows week to week. I've never seen the circus this year with a player where, like, usually when he gets a suspension, he's just gone. And this year you just don't know week to week. And if, like John said, early in the week, if you can catch a line and then he's out on Thursday because tomorrow we're going to find out on the latest ruling if he's going to play this week or not, you could find a lot of value because come Sunday you're not going to get the same number. I mean, if you're talking about NFL, Brian, look at the Jets game. It opened to pick them. It's now two and a half. I mean, what, what is Tampa? I mean, again, it's so hard to back win on the road in the NFL. Back up, schmack up. You know, winning on the road in the NFL is winning on the road in the NFL. So, well, to it, me, that's it, an overreaction. It, you know yeah, I mean? and you're right. In, in specific to that, and I am no fan, no fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick. That being said, the guy comes in in the middle of a football game and uh, could look flat-out horrible, Mike, but we've talked about this. Kenny always talked about this. Uh, you give a backup quarterback – then he could look atrocious. But then you give him three days of work in practice with the number one teams. It stands to reason. Some guys will come in and have a great game. Some guys will look horrific, and then there's an overreaction. Then the guy gets a week's worth of practice and actually plays like a serviceable quarterback. Yeah, and you know, and well, and, and also when you say you throw out the last week. So last week, obviously, uh, Denver, uh, with the number one defense in the NFL, obviously didn't have the number one defense at Philadelphia. Um, now they go home. And they host the Patriots, and the line opens at seven. It's now seven and a half. To me, again, that's an overreaction. It's so hard to win on the road in the NFL. So if you're looking, and Denver for, is a different team home and, and away. Denver's a different team. So you know me, what they're looking at too? Oh, New England, extra time to prepare. Yeah, you know what I say? Take Denver on the money line. <laughs> I, mean, <that's, laughs> I mean, that's my gut. You yeah, know, because imagine when you, you tell that to a client to go, oh. In the off factor is where you basically know well, you have a winner. <laughs> but I mean, no, no I, and I would say this that within reason. I mean, obviously, if you're taking some team catching twenty points or something like that, I mean, you can stand there and, and pontificate about it. Uh, it's Big a, word. It's moderately, moderately unrealistic. But I would think that anything in that in in a seven seven point ten point range that legitimately, if you're willing to take the points. With teams in, in, you're not sitting there. You're not. You don't want to be handicapping the. Oh boy, I hope I get the backdoor cover because that team's going to be playing a prevent defense. You want that to be the icing on top of the Sunday or for you. That maybe if if you need it, that it happens. But you're legitimately doing that because you're going in there thinking, you know what? I think they can win the game outright. Right. Exactly. And you know, just to touch on with uh, Tampa Bay, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not really a backup quarterback. He started for the Jets team last year. He's playing against them, so he knows their defense. That's got to play a role into it. Like Kenny says, he sets a power rating for these quarterbacks. He's not really a backup. He's been a starter many, many years, and now he's playing. They made the line even more favorable toward Tampa Bay because Mike Evans got suspended. So now they're saying with the backup quarterback and their best receivers out, well, again, like John said, playing on the road is very tough. Just to go back to last week when we talked about this on the radio where – the Jets were in a good spot at home versus your Bills, but look at the game this week. The uh, Bills are in I, that same I, spot this week. That is a horrible number. That, I, I, am, you know, I don't know what the result of the game is. That is a ridiculous overreaction. Uh, that New, New Orleans is a two-and-a-half point favorite on the road. By the way, I, Kenny does not have a number for this, and he should. And again, and I'm looking right at you. And right. Don't take this personally. No, no. All right. There should be a point-and-a-half value uh, there for you. 
uh, in favor of Fitzpatrick because he finally shaved that stupid beard. Nah. <laughs> I knew, I knew and, there was and, something and coming I, up with and the beard. And I know, and I, you know, I mean, literally, he's running around there, and I think he's got a turkey leg hidden in that beard. Exactly. All right. Uh, well, uh, no, but but you mentioned that that game. I mean, honestly, uh, Mike, I, I, you know, can New Orleans go in there and win? You betcha. But I'm the Bills go play on a short week, a division game on a Thursday after beating the Raiders thoroughly. Uh, they played horribly. I mean, it's no time to prepare. Uh, so I, I will. I am. I'm not happy with well, the lack of effort that, that was displayed in that game. But it, it literally, they were mad. They, they and they, they were quoted about being mad uh, that they they just didn't have time to prepare for that game. Now they've got extra time to prepare. They've literally owned the NFC South. They beat Tampa Bay earlier this year. They beat Car- uh, They should have beaten Carolina on the road. And and they beat Atlanta on the road. New Orleans is a great story right now. And they're winning games running the football with Ingram and Kamara. Uh, and their defense is much better. But New Orleans is a different team home and away. I, honestly... I think the wrong team is favored in this game. Oh, I, I, I don't understand the number. But I 100% also, agree. I also see overreaction. You know, you talk about looking at the last games. I mean, I'm sorry. The Rams are favored by 11 against the Texans. That's an give overreaction. Me, I mean, give, sure. me a, give me a break. And as bad as Savage was, it stands to reason he'll get better you know, with a game under his belt. In, Not much in, better. Here's but. what basically happens. When you have a week like last week, 7-5 and five to the home teams, but the favorites were winning in easy, easy fashion. And then you had two teams that actually landed on the number, the Baltimore. More Tennessee game, and then the Sunday night my uh, Miami Oakland game landed on the number. So you haven't had a lot of pushes in the oh, NFL this 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 season, but you did. So here's the thing: is that seven and five straight up without the spread, home teams had the advantage. The the Miami loses at home but pushes on the spread with Ten- a two point conversion. Right, Tennessee wins by three at home and pushes on the spread. Um, um, I, my twelve year old son said that was because Justin um, he replaced the T to an F with Tucker. Uh, oh no! <laughs> I said you get one shot to be profane. Oh <laughs> and, well, and and you know, but I th- I thought it was actually pretty witty from him. Um, but um, he says that's why we lost the game. He never misses a field goal, and then he allows the onside kick oh. you know but um well it's, it's, it's you know look at monday night i mean you were here i was were you in a book watching that no uh, because the, you know the, the tail end the, i mean you get I, the, I, the untimed down goes over the total but i will tell you this is where wise guys will lose i don't know one professional group that didn't play the packers and all the smart money and the, you know i talked to one of the guys tuesday and he says why let me ask you home why. Your overreaction. You're always going to take that home team. You can't. The number. It, sometimes you. It looks so easy to the square public. Oh, they're zero and two without see, Aaron Rodgers. I, I always take they, issue with that. I really do. That if well, they're contrarian uh, betters. Okay. I mean, well, I a, mean, and that's fine. But the, the, the oh, the sharp guys did this, or the just like, well, wait a minute. What's well, the, the, when I say is, sharp is, guys, these are guys that don't have a no, uh, occupation. Is, they wager on sports for a living. Right. No, but I'm saying is, is, is there's there's a right side and a wrong side. Well, Whether yeah, it's a, it's a pro side or well, a square. They lowered their oh, bet. Oh, I know. They, it, it was a very right. small bet. But I mean, I'm just I'm curious. I mean, I, okay. I mean, for whatever reason, if if it's if it's if it's a numbers driven thing, it was. But but Detroit. Literally, so these guys waited until post and got three in some plus spots. If you watch that Detroit game the week before, they beat Pittsburgh up and down the field and gave the game away. They outgained them by a boatload of yards, and they're the bet. They were the the red zone, and they couldn't get it in the red zone. Mike, here's an interesting and and and, and Roethlisberger threw a 97 yard 
uh, touchdown pass against them. Detroit mauled them and should have won the game. So, I mean, the better team clearly won that game on this Monday night. Well, look at the Dallas Cowboy game. You talk about the eye test. If you look at the final score where it says 28-17, I'm looking at it right now, Dallas Cowboys, nobody who didn't watch that game would know that it was 17-14 in the middle of the third quarter. Right. And so, you know, Kansas, Dallas was not rolling like it looks like with the final score. And now you have Dallas getting three at Atlanta, but Atlanta loses at Carolina. That's like, you know, that that line should be pick them. That's an overreaction of the home team. You're telling me that you know that if you like Dallas, you better bet them early because the Dallas Nation will be piling in on Dallas, and that line will probably go to two and a half. So, but I, you know, and, and I don't disagree with you at all. Right on that, I think that number. I mean, will, I like Dallas. I think, My gut tells I, I me Dallas. I think that number will. Dallas. I think that number will come uh, Dallas's way, um, and, and then it's a fine line. It's like, well, how can I? You know, I don't want it to be like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. It's like, how can New Orleans be favored on the road? I think that's like, it's just, it may, that it makes no sense to me. But the and, and but I'll say sometimes the number is telling you something, so you always have to be leery of that. And and this is one of those games. I look. I, I it's funny. I don't look at the New Orleans. I just think that's a bad number. Uh, but I look at the Atlanta number in a weird way, saying. The number might be telling you something, and again, it, it's like, how, how can you decipher between the two? But in, right, in and the you Atlanta know, and one, when you talk about numbers, let's go back to that Baltimore uh, Raven game. So, Tennessee opened up at four, and back to my professionals, they pounded Tennessee uh, Baltimore plus four down to three. So you got to remember when I say the game pushes, I'm talking about the squares betting at post. Got it. And I'm saying you're just a normal guy. You got off work, and you're gonna. You're, so it's the when they bet. It's the when they bet. So what happens is that I have tickets of guys here on the strip winning with Baltimore plus four, but they had to bet the game on Tuesday before Sunday. And so while we're doing this show right now on Wednesday, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm getting some Dallas tickets plus three, and then all of a sudden it's two by game time, and then everybody goes, I pushed because Atlanta won by three. You know, the so, funny you know, thing is, but I, I, it's funny, I, I'm just I'm going up and down the board kind of, and, and all of a sudden I, you know, I see it, you know, and it's like you look at and you had just talked about it. Um, can the Rams go in and, and roll the Texans? Sure they can. But, I, but I'm sitting there looking at that is a massive overreaction that the Rams went in there and just mauled a horrible football team. And Robert Woods getting 70-yard slant passes. I'm watching this kid for four years. He hasn't done that before. I mean, the Colts line move was the biggest one on the board. Obviously, guys One third were... and 33 to boot. What's that? On the Robert Woods 73-yard slant. It was a third and thirty-three. How many? Is times that right? Seven I minutes? didn't know that. You, you, listen, yeah. Mike uh, is professional fantasy league guy. Well, guy. yeah. <laughs> well, and everybody you watch, and when you talk about an overreaction, did you have that guy on your team? Well, I do not. Well, <laughs> but, but the, you know the funny thing is, Mike. I mean, it's like when we—it's funny. It's fantasy football, sports betting. We always say to people, "Don't go overboard with what you last witnessed." What's going to happen this week? Everybody's going to go to the fantasy waiver wire and pick up Robert Woods and thinks that's going to happen every week. Best of luck to you, kids. It ain't. No, I mean, it's, if it was that easy, you know, everybody would be winning. And, the you know, those fantasy leagues with FanDuel and DraftKings, it would just be that easy. It's not. It's all about finding the right matchup. He had a good matchup last week. and But, you know, the eye test with, with golf last week was he was exposing the secondary that was a little beat up for the Giants. And once they started pounding him, they didn't run the ball. They literally threw the ball third quarter when they were up by 20, 30 points. So, 
it's just one of those things where they certain coaches do not, you know, take the foot off their throat and they just keep pounding and pounding versus other coaches are just want to get out of their healthy, they're on the road and it's just this guy's young, he calls the plays now, and the their new coach is just and, he just wants to And the going. other and the other thing is, you know, when you talk about buys and assigning a number of teams off a buy, Here's the most ridiculous game of the week. Again, it looks a lot of this this week looks to me with no information just easy if you can just like look at it like you said on a Wednesday instead of the emotion on Sunday morning after you got, you know, you're the better and you bet Saturday, let's say you didn't have a good day and now you're panicking on Sunday and you're trying to get, I was actually going right. to go there. Go right. ahead. But he, but before we go there, let's talk about we just said I just said to you the Colts won outright. The line went from 13 to 6. And now you have Pittsburgh coming off a bye, laying double digits, which is the hardest thing to cover in the NFL, on the road. And then we know home and away, they're a different team. So where's the value on taking Pittsburgh? That line should be seven. What is it? They're giving them three points because of rest coming off a bye? I mean, come on. Colts have been – what are they against the spread, Mike? I mean, Colts have been uh, rolling. Against the spread, they're, they're five and four against the spread, three and one at home. Three and one at home against the spread, and you get to have them get ten. So, what happens is Pittsburgh Nation. Pittsburgh's like Ohio State in college. You know, it's funny. Uh, you're from Buffalo. I'm from Baltimore. But I, I got to tell you, if I had a dollar for every time I saw someone wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt here in Vegas, I would have a <laughs> it, lot well, of money. Um, bumper and, and, stickers, uh, customized license plates here in Nevada. Um, I mean, you know. Look, let's not. People say Raider Nation. I think Steeler Nation might be a little bigger than Raider Nation. Steeler Nation's pretty impressive. Well, and it's funny uh, here in the closing couple of minutes, sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. The when. The when. The when was what I wanted to talk to you about. And that is New England and Denver, and we touched on it briefly before. New England's laying seven and a half here. So the question becomes, you know, when does that high-profile game start to get bet? I would think on Sunday, sevens will appear. I, well, so, I do believe so you'll here's see the thing. some sevens. So, so waiting, if, I mean, waiting if you a, like New England, right. waiting is critical. But what I like is I like grabbing those half a points in my advance. So you know what I'll do is I'll bet Denver with no information now plus the seven and a half and hope that the game goes down and then I can grab six and a half right. and then have that middle because it's a no-risk middle. Like I, saying that, doubt, I doubt it. I I'm going to have to buy it because no, you can buy it now. Look, uh, yeah, I doubt it goes to six and a half, but I, I'd be pretty convinced – and, and having a feel for where you know where is the number going to go, I think on Sunday afternoon, uh, and it may not be there long, but I think sevens will appear. Right, and also the irony is if you look at the games that have pushed this year, there hasn't been that many of them in the NFL. They hit, they hit the number. Majority of the games have been marquee matchups, Monday night football and Sunday night football and Thursday night football. Um, for whatever reason, when you have that one game by itself and it's sitting on a key number like the Miami-Oakland game last week, um, it hit the number, it hit three. So, you know, I look for those opportunities. Obviously, I'm, I said this last week, I hate laying four and a half because usually those teams win by three. So obviously, early I'm gonna. Yeah, I know it sounds horrible to say the Bengals, but you know if I if you put a gun in me, I would take the Chargers plus four and a half. I would take the Bengals plus four and a half. I'm not telling any listeners to do that. I'm just talking about if you want to practice what I call good line discipline. There's certain rules that these wise guys right. have tipped me off over the years, which is if when in doubt, just grab the points. 
if it's over that key number. So, you know, people look at four and a half like it's below seven, but I look at it like it's over three and a half. Yeah. It's how you look at it. Glass half full, glass half empty. And, Mike, real quick, we can touch on, we do get the first game of the week, Thursday night game. Seattle's at Arizona. Seattle's six-point favorite. Total's 41 and a half. Listen, professional athletes, these guys are playing for jobs. Uh, they can get embarrassed one week, as was with the case uh, with Arizona losing 33 nothing to the Rams. Uh, but then they bounce back on the road and even, oh, it was only San Francisco. Well, they were thoroughly embarrassed. They went on the road. Uh, and Stanton is a decent quarterback. And he's not going to light the world on fire. But here's Seattle that's won, won some games they shouldn't have won in uh, almost won a game again this past week. They should have won, but they didn't. Washington beat them. But you're asking them to go on the road in the division uh, on a day, you know, a day and a half's rest, basically. And we saw how how poorly that ended for Buffalo against the Jets. The, I mean, you stand there and say, "Who's better?" Oh, Seattle, Arizona. People are going to do a cartwheel about Seattle, but the situation uh, that's not the case necessarily. Well, and just from the eyeball test, I mean, if that number balloons to seven. I'm not saying, you know, because I could see the public betting Seattle because they're going to bounce back when, you know, because just by the numbers, they're actually much worse against the spread at home, which is usually never the case. They're usually great at home year after year. This year they're just giving up leads, and they're just not the same defensive, you know, legion of boom like they've been in years past. They give up points, and Arizona is now run-oriented with not having Carson Palmer if that number goes to seven, regardless, and I'm not saying I'm going to do this, but I, how could I not take Arizona getting seven at home? Because, like John said, getting a touchdown at home is, is huge, especially on a key game where that power rating is going to be higher because of the home field, the night game, and Arizona coming off a win. They have the momentum going in the week playing a division opponent. All right, we're in the home stretch here, uh, uh-huh. sportsinsiderradio.com. 1-800-209-1679. You go to johnsyndicate.com. You got the, you're on the floor. And, you know, you talk you about embarrassment. what you might be wearing, what exactly. color But you talk be. about embarrassment. Real quick, Friday night football. UNLV was embarrassed against Howard week one. Since then, they've been a money-making machine, UNLV. It's like they needed to be shocked and awed initially. But what I don't like is that all the value with UNLV, and this is where overreactions come in the line making, has been on the dog side. They've been a dog. They've been winning the games outright. Last week, one of my guys hit a 15-1 money line play with them. This Friday, they're minus four here in UNLV against Brigham Young. I'm more likely to probably grab that plus four. All right, Mike, the closing stretch. We got uh, You still got soccer going on, all sports. Uh, they can get hold of you guys, johnsyndicate.com or sportsinsiderradio.com. Uh, 1-800-209-1679. I got to get you out here, man. That or, or, or I, I got to... I'll put some buffalo wings I in my find, beard on I the way I got to find a... Is there a good chicken wing <laughs> store nearby? I'll get them delivered to you. I mean... Absolutely. I think you should come out, personally. I, you know. I'll bring them out in the heat of August. All right, man. Mike, we'll talk to you next week. Yep, you got it, guys. Have a good one. John, always a pleasure to see you, bud. Always fun when you're in town. Have a great week. SportsInsiderRadio.com. We got you covered right here, AM 1400, KSHP.